Right. Hey guys, back on the LiveFit Podcast and a lovely Courtney, one of our members, joining us today and I will let you introduce yourself. Howdy. Yep, so I'm Courtney. Um, I've been at LiveFit for a little while now, but I'm from Geraldton um, and study at UWA, which is why I started going to LiveFit. Um, yeah, and I have a bachelor in psychology. Yeah, love it. Yep. And um, what, uh, what made you get into psychology, first of all? Um, at school, I really liked health uh, and I was really good with people, but I was also probably looking at the money a little bit. So I mm. decided to go into psych for that reason. And then about halfway through my degree was like, okay, I definitely don't want to be a psychologist, yeah. um, but I stuck with it. And now I've gone into the business side of psych. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And uh, we mentioned, we're talking just for the podcast. One of the things you want to chat about is um, working with mental health. From kids that go from region to city. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so I, um, when I moved, came down here from Geraldton, I went into college and found it really hard to meet people, especially at uni. Um, and then after my own, yeah, pretty rough experiences started, I, not, I didn't come with the intention to help people, but I sort of just fell into a new role within the mental health field and then naturally it kind of progressed from there. Yeah, yeah. that was, was it 20 Minds, is it? Uh, Meeting for Minds, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so they're a not-for-profit organisation and um, they facilitate meetings between brain and behavioural researchers and people with lived experience of mental illness, Um, so I worked in like social media and events for them. Oh, I love it, and what was um, was some of the biggest things or takeaways from that for you? Um, Not-for-profits are really hard to work for, that was number one, but... um, I went in there and it was quite an old team of people that had been working together for a long time um, and there was kind of a lack of fresh ideas, I suppose. Mm. So Especially when, if you're on social media. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that was really hard. Um, and I think also they were trying to target young people but they didn't have the experiences that young people mm. have. So my biggest yeah learning there was how to actually help young people because a lot of organisations that are out there are doing really good things but there might be 50 plus and they're trying to help 14, 15 year olds. It just doesn't make sense. It's hard to be relatable like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, So I think that was my biggest um, takeaway from them. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. And um, so if you don't mind talking about like what were some Mm -hmm. of the experiences that you found really difficult, that transition coming from country to city? Yeah. I think I felt let down. I was, yeah, came from a very hardworking family and played a lot of sport and things and I was quite um, invested in my schooling. So when I moved to the city, I was really excited just to have a bit of freedom, I think, and I was freshly 18, all of that. But, yeah, I found I was at college being in an environment that's a high drinking culture. Um, It's crazy that, eh? It's like, you know, you go to to somewhere that for a good education yep. so most time partying and drinking yeah <laughs> and it's model. really hard to meet people there like a yep. lot of people there already know each other or they're not that open um, to meeting people whereas coming mm. from a regional town you're that's what you're here for you've had to move you know your everyone. whole life yeah yeah, yeah, yeah 100% um, so I think I was expecting it to be like school that you just find your people really easily and it's not like that you have to actually really try to meet people and find people that you love and all of that so yeah, try yeah. find your vibe yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so it's taken some time but you get there eventually <laughs> yeah for sure yeah and um yeah because uh, um, i don't know if i'll 
told you this before, but mm. I came from a small town of about 2,000, 1,800 people thereabouts okay. in New Zealand, small farming town. And um, yeah, moving to Perth was just completely different. Yeah. Very different experience. I know. And <laughs> it's crazy because Perth is small. Like now that I live here, I'm like, it doesn't even feel like a city, but yeah. the biggest place I'd lived before Perth was Cairns. Um, and that was many years ago. And then I was in Geraldton. So I'm sure a lot of people listening know plenty of Geraldton people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. very small town. Everybody knows everybody. Yeah. yeah. You all seem to congregate at Lifford too. Uh, yeah, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> all the Jerry crew. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And um, so what are, what are some dynamics or things that you, uh, I suppose you want to, or a message you want to give to the younger kids who are coming from that background and that transition mm. in between yeah um, I think number one is definitely you have to try like as an adult making friends isn't the same as when you're a kid and when you're at school so you do really have to put yourself out there um, do things that you wouldn't normally do and the other thing is social media like don't if you don't like the people you're around don't hang out with them don't yeah. like and if you're doing it just for social media, it's a waste That's of time. That's a bad that thing to do. It <laughs> doesn't matter. Like, and you'll learn that quickly. Um, so I think, yeah, exercise too. Like, even I know sports not for everybody, but I personally believe that all kids need to exercise. It's part of um, staying sane and, <laughs> and mental development. Yeah, physical mental development yeah. helps. Hundred percent. Yep. And there's all different types of sport out there, but it's the best way to meet people. Yeah, that's yeah. very true. Um, and you said like, you know, when you're younger and you use sport a lot as like an outlet to go mm. through and you didn't realise when you stopped doing that how much that actually helped with the stress of school yeah. and things. Yeah, um, and I think even like a big part of it is not necessarily friendship, but just like a sense of belonging because I've always played sport I didn't necessarily hang out with my team members they weren't my friends but you have somewhere that you go every week you know those people and they recognize you and when you don't have that um and you're in the city it's just weird when you like don't have I don't you'll go to your coffee shop and people don't know you or things like that whereas in the small town and playing sport that's where you meet people so Mm. that was a huge part of it for me um and then also just the fitness side of it like especially when you play lots of sport and you're fitter than you realize because once you become unfit and you have to get back into oh, yeah. it it hurts like yeah, it's so hard true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what were your main sports when you were younger um netball was my biggest sport but i guess i started playing sport when i was four i started swimming um and i was a state swimmer when i was six yeah wow <laughs> and then played hockey for a few years yeah. um netball touch rugby motorsports yeah a bit of basketball yeah i've done most of it <laughs> oh i love it yeah i think that's uh that's where a lot of people uh lack is a variety because like the good thing about yeah. you right is you got to try quite a few different sports mm. um and then you realize when you go to the when you start training in the gym you kind of got a bit of freedom you got a lot of knowledge too about yeah. what to do with your body yeah um and yeah that helps a lot yeah 100 percent. i think like my gymming started through netball um, so you have that knowledge there, but in saying that there's always more to learn. Like I think mm. I, yeah, learned a lot about the gym from netball, but then for like two years after that, all of my workouts were like, I was, I knew how to have like good knees and good ankles, but that was about it. So, yeah. um, yeah, but I think playing sport just gives you a, 
a well-rounded like approach to working out um and if you have played sport you can kind of go anywhere with that in the gym yeah exactly um, yeah. yeah and how do you think that relates back to psychology like you are because you were how many years did you get through psychology um so i did a bachelor so yep. i did a three-year bachelor um yeah and we actually do a lot of work in psych with um yeah mental health and exercise and just the benefits of it are crazy and you I mean you probably learn it in school and whatnot these days but it is seriously so good for your brain so good for your sleep everything yeah Um, yeah yeah, and there's there's nothing that parallels what exercise does to the brain there's literally nothing um yeah. I love that. So there you go, guys. You heard yeah. it. Get training. <laughs> yeah. <for laughs> Even fun. as simple as like, you know, going out for a walk or yeah. going out for a run, whatever you can do to move your body, it's going to have a huge impact on your health. Yeah. And I think also doing it without your phone. Like I used to, yeah. when I was younger, go for a run or go for a walk, whatever. But the whole time you're just like on your phone and you're not consciously like there to work out it's kind of just another reason to go be on your phone yeah um and I used to run when I was younger and then stopped and I started trying to get back into it but I was just on my phone the whole time and I would just end up walking or running really slow and then you yeah don't even take your headphones just put your phone away and go for a run and you can literally run kilometers more you don't even realize but your phone is just such a distraction you're very draining yeah yeah yeah, 100% so Mm. yeah it's, it's hard, right? Because uh, I suppose you would have experienced this at school, but technology is such a big part of what and how the future will be educated, mm. um, which can be such a powerful device. But, mm. you know, generally most of the time we spend on it is for social interaction or something mm. other than educational yep. purpose. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think, like, I'm 21, so my age is probably... There's some people that don't care that much and some that do a lot, and it's kind of in the middle, but young kids growing up now like they've got like phones ipads all that stuff when they're like below 10 um and so young and i just think that people need to know that you can't live a life just addicted to your phone Mm. but so many people are and don't realize it too yeah no that's very true um even myself i've got days where i'll just uh completely I just refuse to go on any apps other than messaging call. Mm, so I'll just yeah. time limit everything out yeah. and then go on there. I usually do it two days a week and then anything urgent that comes through, I have someone that will look on my social media, like business page and go yeah. so-and-so message. And I'm like, cool, put it in the task for tomorrow, yeah. sort it out. But having those, like being able to apply those disciplines um, for me, because I didn't really grow up with a lot of technology, uh, especially being on a farm, oh, there's always a site to do, yeah. <laughs> things like that. Work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We always had to work. So growing up with it, or not, sorry, not growing up with it and then having to use it or depend on it so much from a business perspective, it's like, you just got to deload and detach is probably mm. the biggest thing. Mm. It's just not give too much energy to any one thing. Mm. And there's no like secret hut, nothing that's going to like stop you using your phone more. You literally just have to stop. Yeah. It's just completely on you. Yeah. Um, and I know I used to always, oh, I really want to stop using my phone so often and then you know, you last a day and then you go back to it. But now I just, I delete apps off my phone and I just refuse to re-download them. Like, yeah. I think one day I realised I, like, spent my whole day on TikTok and after that <laughs> I was like, this is enough. I just yeah. deleted the app. I've never looked at it again. Um, and now, like, my friends are, like, laughing about TikTok trends. I have no idea what it means, but I think I'm better off for it. <laughs> oh, jeez, yeah. Look, I always say that, especially to the trainers, because... 
Like mm. I said, it can get so addictive scrolling because they make mm. it, they make things as easy as possible to consume. Yeah. At the end of the day, the products are made for consumers. You mm. either produce a product or content or create content or you consume it, um, which can kind of be a bit of a blurred line because sometimes to produce quality content, if you want to be on trend, you have to consume a certain amount. Yeah. So it's being able to be creative in the sense of also not been over consumed by it as well yeah and i think that it's a good tool if you have your niche and mm. people like that but if yeah if you have to um consume double the amount just to like keep up with people <laughs> like surely there's better things you could be doing 100%. yeah agree. <laughs> yep. um and again i was like saying to my trainers that focus on creating content instead of consuming content. Mm. That is the biggest thing that stops you from scrolling too much. Mm-hmm. If you feel like, cool, like it's like, you know, if your business or your personal, uh, personal brand, whatever you're trying to build, it's, um, it gives you something to use your creativity. Uh, mm. but if you're constantly consuming, you kind of, like you said, if you're doubling up on that, it's going to throw out all your creativity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy world we live in, especially with, uh, <laughs> This is actually interesting. I was reading, I was reading an article done on one of the engineers for TikTok in China, and it's saying they use the algorithm differently in different countries. Mm. So in China, the a lot of the algorithms for certain age brackets who use it mm. uh, focus around different types of engineering, different types of inventions, and things like that. So a yeah, lot of their wow. for you page is engineering, educational stuff. Yeah. And they said for the Western culture, it's mainly just dancing and silly type of videos yeah. I like trying to um, he didn't really say it in that but, uh, what they're trading towards is like the manipulation of the culture growing up between different countries mm. is one they wanted to push more engineers in their country and different you know like types of minds and then the others were trying to be um, what they'd call silly content yeah yeah. Um, yeah no and I think like unis and education systems they've been manipulating um us for years in the sense of like you know that oh we need we need more psychologists this year so they lower all the ATAR scores and things like that when they when they're trying to um fit demand I suppose yeah, but that's okay. just realistically that's just a uh, less conventional way of doing it and yeah. probably smarter because like you said we just consume so much these mm. days um yeah, it's wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's amazing. Like, well, I suppose you know, there was a big push for psychologists, especially around COVID and things mm. like that. Did you have mm. friends, or did you self struggle around that time? Yeah, like, uh, I was um, very lucky, and I got to go back to Geraldton. My family is still there. Yeah. Um. So it was just like going to the beach all the time. Yeah. I was very lucky. Um, Perth lockdowns are different, eh? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I've got plenty of friends over in Melbourne and stuff that it was completely different and it's literally like what do you do when you're trapped in a room 24-7 mm, um, drink red wine yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'd be doing yeah. <laughs> um yeah so I think that um especially with TikTok in Australia like COVID was really when TikTok took off here mm. um yeah but luckily in WA we've got good beaches and camping and we're stuff we're so lucky <laughs> yeah I think like I say this a lot is, you know, the one thing that is, is two things that really destroy people's um, mental states is one comparison, mm. but also two is um, lack of gratitude mm-hmm. or the most simplest things. Uh, you know, someone in, a, in the middle of Australia stuck in the desert is probably about, you know, a 
two day drive away from the closest beach, three day drive. Yeah. Would just wish every day they could see the beach. Yeah. And we live in so close, like regardless where you live in Perth or along WA, generally you're only, you know, maximum one or two hours away from the beach. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're in such a beautiful place and at any point if you really want to, there's been studies on this that how much it lowers cortisol just by putting your feet in the sand. Yeah. And uh, which is why, I suppose why you guys do meditation down the beach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 20 piece and I mean, same thing, people have probably heard about it, but cold exposure, it's the same idea as an ice bath, but yeah, even just being in cold water at the ocean is so good for you. Oh yeah, yeah. it does sign to your system, eh? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Straight away, instantly, as soon as you feel the cold water, it's like anything that you cared about no longer matters, like yeah. in ways of stress. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and even, it's probably not good talking on my gym podcast about this, but if you're hungover, oh, it's great. go to the beach <laughs> and just put your head underwater, it's yeah. so much better. Yeah. It's the cure. <laughs> No, I love that. But yeah, just being able to connect with, um, you know, as, as much as much as that sounds very, I don't know what the word is, greeny, or I don't know if that's the right word, but being able to connect with nature, uh, yeah. be in a natural environment can do a lot, just help yeah. reduce stress. 100%. And people too, just finding your people, connecting with people. Um, I mean, I'm a social person, so that's probably why social it was yeah, yeah. so beneficial to me. But it literally is so good for you. You get so much energy from it. Um, yeah. Yeah, and that's what 20 Piece is all about too. It's connecting with people in nature. So I love that. That's yeah. so cool. And how did you find uh, your so your input in being able to bring in new ideas for a non-for-profit, especially mm. with, I suppose the older population being the ones at the head of it and then you come in with fresh ideas. How do you find yep. that affected that dynamic? Um, actually really good. And like for me personally, it was so good. I just got like a newfound confidence from that once you can, you feel that you're like really contributing something um, because even if your ideas aren't used in the work setting, like you're teaching people something, they're learning from you and you're learning from them. And that's so, yeah, so good for you. It makes you feel so good about yourself rather than just, like, showing up to work every day, doing your work and leaving. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really loved it. Um, and I only left there because I got a new job. But they're literally, like, family, that team. That was the best job ever. Oh, that's so yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it can take a while just to find, like, you know, one, your place, but also two people you connect well with. Yeah, 100%. Um, and you just have to keep looking. Like, don't... When I was at college, I was just like, oh, okay, like, nobody here is really my person. So then I was just, like, in my room all the time. And that's so bad for you, especially when you're young. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, if I think if anyone is, like, in a similar position to what I was, you just have to, like, keep putting yourself out there, even if it's uncomfortable. Like, just even walk around uni, do things that you, like, don't normally do because that's how you meet people. Like, yeah. there's, there's always someone in the same boat who's probably looking for the exact same thing. Yeah, no, yeah. I agree. And, uh, like, it's probably one of the biggest downfalls of being in that environment after not being around, like, because I suppose a lot of people around here, or, or a good percentage of people that go to university would have gone to similar schools, mm. had similar friend groups, and they mm. get to that certain age where it's like, they've got their got their circles, yeah, and then coming in from a region, like yourself and a lot of other students that would from yeah. outside regions, uh, you find it difficult to be able to connect. Yeah, hundred mm. um, percent. It's it's really tough meeting people, and even 
at college I was with a lot of regional students but they were from down south so they all know each other as well whereas up north we're a bit more spread out yeah so that was hard and I didn't want to like stay with the same crew I wanted to meet new people as well um but again I just think do sport get involved at uni um work in a job with other young people like all those kind of fundamentals to adult life that's where you're going to meet people but you have to try to yeah exactly yeah, yeah it's just like sport like if you're not if you're not in it you can't win it right yeah you gotta get out there yeah yeah 100% and uh, what would be some of your biggest advice for other young people out there in the sense of um they're probably fear rejection because I suppose that's one thing that would hold back a lot of people mm. yeah um my biggest advice mm. I think number one is learn persistence you will need it at uni especially but everything that you do that's going to be the key is just keep going um number two if you don't like the people you're around don't spend time with them mm. even if that means being lonely um yeah 100% being able to detach from certain people mm, mm. Yeah. and then number three would be work hard don't um I think a lot of people get to 18 and think it's time to slack off and whatnot but <laughs> and I mean have your work. fun and yeah. yeah whatever do all of that but also working hard is one of the best things that you can do yeah um yeah, so I think that'd be my top three. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. Yeah, I always preach, uh, especially to anyone struggling. As well. like you said, there's, don't be afraid to be lonely. Mm. And then because uh, there's a good artist quote, and it's like in loneliness is where creativity is born. Yeah. So if you're gonna be yep. creative in the sense of ideas of going out and meeting people or yep. different things, it pushes you outside your comfort zone. Because I feel like, especially now, and particularly a lot with the type of clientele I train mm. that uh, might be very image focused um, mm. a lot of times I have to bring them back down because I find especially with a lot of girls when they're very image focused is that they have this idea that they will be or feel a certain way once they achieve a certain image yes looking a certain way can help your confidence if it you know if it makes you feel better do mm. it right mm. but it's like if you apply those same disciplines in your mindset now and you know whatever it takes to get to that mindset that journey will be a lot easier and you'll yeah. be a lot happier when you get there. Yeah, 100%. I think lots of girls and guys, kind of what you touched on there, yeah, get this, especially in like the gym world or just the health world, think, okay, if I look like that, I'm going to feel like this. And we've all heard it before, but you just lose yourself completely in that mm. too because you become so focused on what you look like. The actually in that you lose the thought process of everything you would normally think about. Like you're not imaginative you're not watching what's going on around you like you're literally not applying yourself to anything except for how you look every time you see yourself um which is a sad place to live yeah, yeah. it is 100 percent. so yeah you might all look super fit and that's great but yeah. if, if all it brings you is um just a tiny little bit of extra confidence i just don't think it's worth it exactly yeah, yeah. so you really uh so one good thing i learned was uh saying so so if you do have so a lot of people think it's like um you do have then become like you do the action mm. you have the result then you become the person whereas like right. you actually you know you become the person you need to do mm. you do the action and then you have the have the result by the end of it so yeah a lot yeah. of it is just being able to be present and mm. enjoy it and mm. be grateful because you know that uh, i preach this a lot but there's so many people lying in hospital beds mm-hmm 
yeah. wishing for another day. 100%. Yeah, they've got yeah. maybe a few hours to live. They can hardly talk. Their bodies are failing. Yeah. They're dying. And we're out here complaining, yeah, about X, Y, Z. It's like, yeah. come on, guys. <laughs> you've got a beautiful body that's healthy. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure you've heard of it, but that's like the whole ethos behind Move for Legs. Have you heard about that? No, I haven't. Yeah, so it was a um, triathlete over in, the, in Noosa who's only 20 and she had a really bad cycling accident. So she was like training to go to the Olympics, I think, um, had this accident and her family kind of all at first didn't think it was that bad. She's had lots of accidents and just broken collarbones and things like that, but ended up with like Just severe... broken your collarbone? Ow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, severe brain damage. Um, and they didn't think she was going to live. I think she spent like know how like maybe like she was in a coma for a week and then spent months in hospital um and so her family started this instagram page called move for lex and the whole thing behind it is move for those that can't and she's now like fully functioning she hits the gym every day like she's back into i think she's training for the paralympics now um but yeah and that's grown like a huge following and the whole thing is yeah move for those that can't um because someone like that must have been killing her to just be laying in a bed all day when she was training like six hours a day or something before that. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Look guys, if you're listening and you're, you know, there's always, I suppose it's always perspective, right? Anytime you think you've got an issue uh, with yourself, especially a body image issue, and I'm sure you've experienced this as a young lady. Um, But yeah, it's it's like, you gotta be grateful that you can move your body Mm. and that you do have the choice to go to the gym. You can get fit if you want to, you can go for a run. It's like, you have so much opportunity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And just find what you enjoy. Like a lot of girls are daunted by the gym and it's not all heavy weights. Like if you're not into weights, there's other things you can do in the gym. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So just get out and give it a go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You were saying earlier about your experience with uh, weight gain through yeah. a certain period is that through like the partying days and things like that um yeah i look i was at college i think i was really drinking like three or four times a week with um all the parties and yeah. whatnot and not exercising too for like the first time in my life so naturally oh, just yeah. stacked on the weight which i mean looking back it wasn't that bad but when you've been a certain weight your whole life and then you put Some on a bit of fitness, weight you yeah. feel like it's the end of the world for sure um but yeah i'd slowly got back into sport and stuff and then i started rowing last year yeah. um i've been pretty healthy since then but i still like to enjoy a good wine every now yeah. and then <laughs> if you don't if you can't you can't see us right now we're sitting here drinking a glass of red wine yeah <laughs> um, that's what i was speaking earlier about like you know the being able to also i suppose when you have gone through that phase where you party and you drink is that you realize how easy it is to overconsume mm. alcohol. Kind of like anything. It's very yeah. easy to overconsume calories, social media, different things. But being able to find something you enjoy for that moment that you don't need a lot of yeah. is, um, is, a, is a great place to be. Yeah, 100%. Um, and I mean, we've all done it too. Like, just even if you're not drinking that much, like every time you drink and then you're eating all the shit food and oh, stuff like that. Perhaps. And I mean like, yeah, every now and then it's <laughs> fine, but I was doing it, yeah, minimum three times a week. So <laughs> It takes a toll, doesn't it? It does. It really yeah. does. Um, yeah, on your brain too. It's not good for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. Especially when you go study psychology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank God those days are over. Right. Where are we at? We're at th- about coming up 30 minutes, in case you guys are wondering how far you're listening. <laughs> no, that's cool. And what other, what other message would you have for uh, young people listening? Um, I think, yeah, 
for me, like, a game changer was less time on social media. Like, I just became... It's weird because you know that it doesn't make you feel good. And then when you're not feeling good, that's what you turn to. Um, so weird, isn't it? It's like, yeah, this will bizarre. make me feel better. And then you open up, you're like, oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think, yeah, you have to... And like I said earlier, like, nothing's going to... There's no easy route. There's no hacks. You just have to get off of it. And I think the second thing would just be spending time outdoors. Like, especially if you are from the country, you're probably used to doing that anyway. Yeah. So just get out and about, go for a walk. We've got like Kings Park on our doorstep, all these beaches, camping, everything. Um, and even just one week and away can just reset you. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think that's what I love about up north is there's so many places in between here and Geraldton. Mm. You can stop off and camp. Yeah. Or like, you know, just go drive on the beach. Mm-hmm. You got somewhere like Wedge Island that's so nice. Um, even Little yeah. Dongra is so nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dongra's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, even like Nangabrook and there's a few little places down south that are like less than two hours away. Yeah. Um, I literally take like my small car there. Like you don't even need a ute. Um, and you can go just pull up for a weekend, get a swag and just chill out. It's yeah. We'll honestly just reset you. Yeah. No phones, no service. That's the best day. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. There it is guys. So get out, get some nature in you and, uh, enjoy some red wine if you can. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. Is there Cheers. anything else, um, you want to talk about? Um, no, I think that's it. Just, yeah. If any of this interests you come down to, or find us on Instagram at 20 piece, yep. um, come down and say good day. Yeah, awesome. Love it. There we go. Thank you for joining us, Courtney. Yeah, thanks for having me. Cheers. (laughs) All right.